This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Your whole like My whole world. journey sounds like <laughs> sounds a rom com. Like a really good uh, pitch for a rom com. Yeah, it does. And but like a pair was like the best friend and the fiance yep. and the connect is like a whole thing. And so so many other friendships. We're gonna write. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna yeah. write that movie. If you need someone to star in it, or, or okay. even just be an extra in the back. A Jonas um, Brothers you know love story. Yep. Well done. Making me all emotional. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. I've officially recorded this introduction 27 times because I can't find the right words to explain what is happening and how I feel about it. But this is round 28, and we are going to try. Hopefully, that is the magic number. Oh, my God, you guys. Today, what is happening right now, this is beyond my wildest dreams. And even saying that sounds like an understatement to me. I have the Jonas Brothers on today's episode of Seeing Other People. And those words don't sound real, and I need somebody to pinch me. (laughs) And I've had time to process this, and it still does not. Can't wrap my head around it. Nope. I was given the incredible opportunity to interview them about 
their new music, their relationships, their brotherhood, their personal growth journeys, and so much more. This was truly the most special experience in the world to me. For as long as I can remember, the Jonas Brothers have been a constant in my life, and they have shaped my world. I met Jake, who's now my fiance, because of the Jonas Brothers, and my best friends. I met and became best friends with them because of our shared love for their music. And since I was 12, their music has gotten me through the worst moments of my life and my biggest heartbreaks. And it's also been the soundtrack to the most incredible moments of my life and some of my favorite memories. And so to be able to talk to them today, so to be able to talk to them today about how they got here to this new era of music and how I got here and just hear some behind the scenes and and some things that we haven't heard yet that they haven't even announced yet. It was just so special and I am so grateful. Thank you, Nick, Joe, and Kevin for this opportunity. Like you guys are literally the best and you know, they say like, don't meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. But when I tell you guys, like they are the most genuine thoughtful, kind-hearted people ever. I really mean that. And that just makes it all so much more special. And to their team, to Cynthia, thank you guys for making this happen. Like, thank you doesn't do it justice. I just can't believe that this is here and it's happening. So I'm going to shut up now. We're going to get into it because it's amazing. And I'm speechless. Over the edge, I'm just breathless. Okay, let's do it. Jonas Brothers, welcome to Seeing Other People. Hello, hello. 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 Great to see you? you guys. Good. How are you? Congratulations. Thank yes, you. Congrats. Thank you and congrats on the new music. It's so amazing. I'm so excited. So you've oh. heard all of it or some no, of it? I've heard some of it. Okay. But what excited for the rest. What have you so heard? obviously Wings, Waffle House, Summer Baby, and Walls. Nice. Some goodies. They're some Grady's. <laughs> Grady's. Do you yeah, have a like favorite it. of the ones you've heard? <laughs> I feel like you can't. What about come, today? Like, what about today? From today, right now. I think it changes. It changes for us. Today, so. I'm feeling Waffle House. I've been hoping that you guys were going to play that at the shows this week. Ah, well, we'll be playing it uh, tonight, I think. Tomorrow night. Saving them all for. We'll be playing it tomorrow night. Saving them all for the album night. Come each show. I came on Tuesday. Tuesday. And Lines, Vines, and Trying Times last night. Awesome. And I'm coming tonight. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Last night was fun. Night one was the one that a lot of people really wanted to go to, I think. It was a bloodbath getting tickets. <laughs> we saw the ticket count or the ticket requests, and I, it was crazy. I've never been asked for that many tickets um, in my life. People were asking for like, oh, can I, I'd love to come. Like one, They're like, like, I need 12 tickets. For Tuesday. Yeah. For Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're thrilled to be sitting here with you. And, yes. You know, congrats. You're engaged. Let's see, the, let's see The Rock. I am engaged because of you guys. So thank you very much. Beyonce um, is not very far from No, he is, he, is he is here. Hello. My emotional support animal. Um, but yeah, well, congrats we met, to you both. Thank you. We met because I had a prompt in my dating app profile about loving Jonas Brothers. And he messaged me saying, I also love the Jonas Brothers. And cut. <laughs> to now like us it. traveling for shows together and it's Amazing. just been you guys have been the soundtrack to That's our such relationship. such a great story. I when is the wedding? That. Don't ask me that. Copy. <laughs> She's trying to get through these shows, man. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. One uh, thing at a time. One thing at a time. Yeah. But sometime next year we would love for you guys to come officiate, come play a song, you come do as the guests, wedding, whatever Joe. you want. Actually, You're invited. Joe, <laughs> minister. He can do that. 
I'm As a married. minister or you're just a... I'm an ordained minister. I've married a few friends. I, I married one of my best friends. Is it not the most incredible, like, it, special It's experience? a special... Um, it's filled with anxiety because you so don't... Much. You realize... How, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. And you get there and you have a drink and then you start thinking about it. You're like, I really don't want to mess this up for them. This is <laughs> yeah. the most important day of their life. One of the most important days of their lives. And um, luckily, you know, two for two. Two for two? That's great. Well, <laughs> three for three if you want. still together. <laughs> three for three. Amazing. Well, I have some questions about the awesome. new music. We're in a new era of the Jonas Brothers. Yes. What is one word that each of you would use to describe the music? Kevin, please. One word to describe the music. Um, truthful. Oh, man. One word is so hard. Electric. Oh, a few various things. Family. Nice. Is there one song from the album that each of you could not live without? That's a great question. Great question. I would go with my, my one song I would never want to live without. Probably A Little Bird that you've yet to hear, right? That I've yet to hear. Okay. So I have the same, I have the same answer. Uh, and I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. But the, it's, ah, it's probably our most personal song. It's about fatherhood. And we're all girl dads. So, you know, we, we're speaking about the most important thing in our, our whole world, which is uh, being parents. And it's the first time, obviously, we've ever done that in our music. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting to, to have people, you know, hear it soon. Um, I think it's also, uh, you know, very personal to us, but something that everyone can relate to. Um, you know, we all come from somewhere... Uh, and and we have a story to tell and and um, so while it's kind of our story I think I think it's also universal and opens itself up to be something that you know parents and kids of all kinds will, will relate to and connect with yeah I love that and I feel like even just listening to some of the new music already I feel like there are these double meanings where you know I was listening to one of the songs and I thought, oh, this has to be about like them and their wives. And then the second time I listened, I'm like, wait a second, maybe it's about them as yeah. brothers and their journey together. Which song were, are you talking about? Probably Waffle House, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've written historically a lot about romantic relationships. Um, and Happiness Begins was was really, I think, in a, a lot of ways, a, a love letter to our wives, mm -hmm. uh, most important people in our lives. Um, but now we all have this additional thing, which is kids. But then at, at its core, we're, we're family and you know we're speaking about brotherhood for the first time yeah so definitely talking about a lot of things that we've never covered in our songwriting and, and thrilled that um the world's gonna hear it i'm excited too you guys have talked about how the bgs have inspired some of the new sound on the album what aspects of their style did you incorporate mm. <laughs> growing up we listened to a lot of bgs yeah. um, you know some parents play their kids whatever is like the safe bet like um I'm saying like Disney music, for example. Um, growing up, we would listen to Carole King and the Bee Gees and the Beatles, and our dad would just play it in the minivan, and we mm -hmm. we thought all other young kids were listening to the same thing until we went to school and they were like, do you like the Bee Gees? I was like, what? Um, and their <laughs> harmonies. Who's that? Their harmonies, the fact that, that they can have multiple, almost lead singers in a band, that was something that we just really aspired to become and we really looked up to. And like so dad knew. Kind of like you knew. Um, where this album was like, we really get the opportunity to, to showcase some of those vocal abilities and highlight each other. Um, it's the first time on an album that we're switching off a lot too. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite fun because right now, as we break down the lyrics and try to remember who's singing what, as we're gearing up to play these songs, 
in the previous albums, it was a lot easier because you just go like, oh, Nick's verse, Nick's on verses, or, or vice versa. And and anyway, now it's like it goes back and forth so much, um, and it, it sometimes tricks us, tricks our brains. Um, but it's part of the fun. And I think again, BG's being the harmonies, their early kind of disco funk inspiration, and also just like they can break it down, and it's just an acoustic, and that's similar to like a little bird and and some some of the some of the Hamptons songs that just highlight the vocals, not necessarily a ton of things at once. It's just like let 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 us sing, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. As a fan, it has felt so special to feel like I've grown up alongside you guys. You know, as I was having feelings for someone for the first time, you were singing about texting your crush and being just friends with someone but wanting more. And then fast forward and I'm getting my heart broken and you guys are coming out with these breakup ballads. And now there's this unconditional love with your wives and your daughters. And so many of us have been on this journey almost like parallel to you guys at such a transformative point in our lives every time. So I'm really curious if there is a specific era of your love stories or your personal growth journeys that has had the biggest impact on your music. Making Kevin cry. Yeah, you like legit <laughs> made me like tear up. Thank you. Um, it's amazing to think about. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing to think about because there was a time where this wasn't going to happen, yeah. right? You know, so like being able to do it again, being able to do it and now do it, I think even better is just phenomenal. And to do it alongside people that have their own journeys like yourselves that found each other because three guys from Jersey wanted to make music together is really cool. No, you making me tear up. <laughs> we told stories um, and, you know, you tell your story, but you don't know how it's going to impact someone else. And when you hear a song, like you said, like maybe it's about their wives, but oh wait, maybe it's about them. It's like, I think that's what this album, I think that's what's different about this album. I'm going to answer your question in a second, but um, this album specifically took the inspiration that we had from the things we grew up listening to and then the journey we are on and gave you the most personal moments. And I'm excited for everyone to hear it, but so I, to answer your question, I think this is that that moment. The, 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 the biggest impact for me is this album. I, I often um, say that I think that the, the magic component to the whole thing is, is what you just mentioned about running a parallel track with our fans. You know, we did grow up together. We were having some of the same experiences at the same times. Um, and so when we look out now and we see people with their families at the shows, it's it's more meaningful to us than yeah. anything else in our career because that's where we're at and um, and the fact that uh, you know Jonas fans are really nice as well. Um, there's a lot of like really good eggs out there that are so welcoming of new fans. In some fandoms, you get uh, a little bit of um, you know this feeling that that it's ex exclusive. There's certain cliques, and you, if, yeah. if you're a new fan, you're an outsider. You're not a real fan. But I, I feel like people are really accepting uh, in our fan base of new faces and um especially after happiness begins era it was cool to see that uh there was an education happening for those that had just come into the picture yeah. and kind of viewed us as a new band or for young people that are just discovering us who weren't even alive when we began making music um so i, I think you know I, I say it often but we have the best fans in the world and uh the way in which they treat others and have found each other and become friends is uh really inspiring to us 
my best friend and I, Sarah, uh, we met on Team Jonas in 2007. Wow, amazing. And we were internet best friends all throughout high school. We ended up going to the same college together, rooming together, no and then moved to New York City together. And wow. we were at the show together last night. Wow. Your, your whole, like, My whole world. journey sounds like <laughs> sounds a rom-com. Like a really good uh, pitch for a rom-com. Yeah. yeah, it does. And But like, a pair was like the best friend and the fiance yep. and the connect is like a whole thing. And so so many other friendships. We're gonna write, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna yeah. write that movie. If you need someone to star in it, or, or okay. even just be an extra in the back. A Jonas um, Brothers you know love story. <laughs> yep. Yeah, now real. on Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Okay, so as we're being nostalgic, I am dying to know what is your favorite memory as the Jonas Brothers and what is your favorite memory as brothers? Mm, wonderful question. Um, you know, as we play these shows that we've been doing here in New York, um, the Broadway shows, you know, starting from first album, making it to um, the album, it, you really are brought back into the place in your life where you were. Um, so I think favorite memory as the brothers, it's hard to top playing with Stevie Wonder. I think that was pretty cool. And performing at the Grammys. And I think on the emotional side, I would say, this is, we're all gonna have different answers, I'm sure, but also on the emotional side, just deciding to do it again, you know, that that was really um, special. And um, more recently, you know, I've been enjoying, we've been walking to the venue every day, or at least walking to wherever we're gonna have a, a, a meal after the show. And those memories are special because it brings us back to when we first started in Times Square, walking to Virgin Mega Store and picking up our album. Were you there? I was there. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> Brings me right back to that, too. <laughs> it has a, a really chaotic, uh, a wonderful energy. You can just get in a big SUV and take off, but it's nice to just be with our, 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 our fans and, and the people that are there to support us. Uh, my favorite memory as brothers was um, in Australia. We were shooting the documentary, and Kevin came out and surprised us, uh, which was genuinely surprising. We had no idea, and it's hard to, like, keep secrets when you know it's work related and stuff but 
we thought it was just gonna be me and Joe hanging out Australia and Kevin Kamen's probably we had a great couple days there. Yeah. Also during that time we were shooting the documentary, we went down to Havana, uh, to Cuba and and had an incredible day as brothers there. And all, all the while, you know, we were technically working or on set, but we were genuinely just spending time together and reconnecting after, you know, years of, of not performing together. And then as far as like Jonas Brothers memory, um, I think I think the Walk of Fame was pretty special most recently. It's probably because it's just the most recent sort of moment like that, but that was really cool to have our families there and, and to celebrate in that way. Uh, but then also um, thinking back to, you know, like a different part of the, the journey and, and chapter of our, our story. Um, I think the, the week here in New York during the Madison Square Garden shows and uh, Times Square, as I mentioned, the album release a little bit longer, all that was like a, a real specific moment in time that um, is pretty visceral for me even now to this day. I was actually going to say the same thing, the, that three-day stretch in MSG here in New York reminds me of all of this, and it just definitely puts me there. So I feel like that was my favorite week album release, the whole thing. Um, favorite memories, Brothers, is when they met my daughters. You know, seeing my kids with their uncles who, you know, it just shows how far the relationship has come from when it was broken yeah. for a while. How was it meeting their daughters? Fantastic. Same energy. Yeah. Just want to be a part of all of everyone's life as much as possible all the time. It's crazy that it's all girls when you guys were all boys. Yes. Our, our parents were very happy. Yeah, yeah well, I'm sure. Tried for a girl four times and now they've got quite a few of them. A handful, <laughs> yes. I want to talk about Waffle House. Where is your Waffle House? Is there an actual place where you go that's your safe space to, you know, yeah. hash out anything and just know that it's going to be okay? I think that, you know, we probably, you know, have one collectively that we could about, but in, individually, I think, you know, the creative place is always somewhere where I felt really safe uh, to kind of express myself, to be myself, to take risks and uh, also fail, which I think is important for any uh, artist's journey. Um, and, you know, that could be a music studio, it could be uh, for me, you know, a, a room in my house that I go to write, you know, screenplays in now. It's just a, a place where I feel like I can totally explore and just get as creative as possible. Um, and then relationally with, with them, the Waffle House, as you mentioned in your question, was more an idea than an actual place. You know, it's not like we're specifically shouting out Waffle House for their their great maple syrup. <laughs> it's It's really more about like how we couldn't go to bars after our shows in the early days and we wanted a place to decompress and just talk through the show itself because it is hard to unwind after a gig and like kind of come back down to earth or when we were having disagreements, spending as much time together as we were back then. Um, and it, it became the, the host venue for uh, those conversations and uh, the foundation of our, our relationship as, as brothers, but also as bandmates. I think for me, it's kind of a funny one, but the golf course, it, it's a place where I can very similar to the song, I used to get so angry, so mad when I wouldn't play well. And I don't deserve to play well. I'm not very good. Um, I'm definitely not as good as Nick, um, better than Joe. But, <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's you against yourself. And so I think sometimes 
I'll go and I'll actually just play by myself. Like no one's like around, but then of course the times we are doing it together and hanging out, it becomes just like, it's fun and you can't really think about anything else. And some of our greatest like conversations have happened there as well. So it's, it's cool to, it just didn't, it didn't sound as good in the song. Yeah. Deep yeah. conversations at the, at the golf, golf course. course. <laughs> well, I like catchy. that because everyone can just, everyone has their own place and it totally. doesn't have to be a specific. Mine used to be when I was like 16, like going to Hot Topic. <laughs> And like getting a, a getting a you know a studded belt that like put little holes in my shirt and I was it's not part a phase, of phase mom exactly exactly but like that was it right like I'm cool yeah you know? totally uh, mine's like probably either just being at home or uh, I like to drive so being behind the wheel and just like you you don't know where you're going and you're going somewhere and it's like it's a safe place you feel like you're able to, whether you're with people or by yourself I enjoy it. Yeah. Also, that period of time when you're driving where you're not thinking about the fact that you're driving, then suddenly you black you, out. And yeah, you're and suddenly else. like you're there. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be in a car with you guys. That sounds. <laughs> I know that sounds a little dangerous. <laughs> Kevin says black out while he's driving. That's 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 why, that's, that's, that's why, Kevin that's gets why Nick, when Nick was here last time, he's like, I'm never driving in New Jersey again. That's probably why. <laughs> Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment, and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? 
Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Were there any creative disagreements when working on the album? And if so, how did you work through them? So we kind of have this uh, this rule where you know we're three individuals in a group, um, but we you know although we have our own opinions, we have to make group decisions sometimes, and that's where I think we can butt heads. And uh, and so our our system that we kind of put in place is just majority rules. And then if we can't decide within ourselves if it's not like you know two or more, then we open that up to our trusted inner circle people. You know, Greg and. Phil, JT, and and basically just rely on kind of each other and then that small collective to help make decisions. And the uh, sequence of the album, we all had a different opinion of what it should be. And it wasn't like an argument. We just kind of felt like, you know, this is what I think it should be. And, you know, what we did was we all submitted our sequencing for the album and then had everybody just say what their favorite one was and Joe's was the winner. So the sequence for the album is Obviously. Joe's. And, but I, I love it as well. Um, you know, I, I saw Joe's. I was like, "Oh yeah, that was way better." Was, was like, it blind, like blind sequencing, where nobody knew who submitted which? Exactly. Yeah. Good. And I, it it was more so. Um, we all had our, our our, I think our idea of how this journey should take everyone that's listening to it. But each of I think they had great sequencing. It was kind of like we're just proud of it. But um, some songs have like literally. I think it's "Summer in the Hamptons" and "Summer Baby" are you know pretty close in song titles, but they're right next to each other on the sequencing we came up with. And I think it has a lot more to do with where it takes you um, sonically than it does the names. There's a world tour coming. First and foremost, is it going to be called the world tour? <laughs> I think it's gonna be called the tour. Ah. Um, but the world tour is a, is, is a nice variation better. that we didn't think about. Yeah, because we, we do intend to to take it worldwide, um, because we haven't done that in a while. No worldwide. How do we not think about that? <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Well, I think we made a decision after deciding to go on tour that we really wanted to go international with this because the last couple of years we couldn't travel yeah. to other yeah. countries and everyone had their different roles. And so now that you can do it, we're like, we gotta go bring this. Go back. Um, we have there's places we've never played before either. I mean, we have never ventured. places we've never played that we've written songs about, like Australia, Montana Sky. We've never been played in Montana. That's in the world. That's in. It's actually, it's in the world. <laughs> it's on Earth. It in is, the world tour. It's here. Is there a certain venue that you either have never played or it it was like a life changing venue for you and you're dying to go back? Like I got to go see you guys at Red Rocks. Yeah, I was about to say. And that, that, was that was Red Rocks the, was the awesome. coolest. Like that was a religious Joe took off his shirt and he was so excited. <laughs> yeah. If if we could play again happily, um, if it works out, I mean, it's uh, everyone wants to play the Red Rocks. I want to go see concerts at the Red Rocks. It's definitely one of those. So um, There are places that we grew up going to see sporting events, going to see musicians play that we may be playing on this the world tour um, that we're really looking forward to. Um, we're still kind of looking at dates and figuring out what makes sense. So we have like a laundry list of ideas. I mean, the Hollywood Bowl is always one that is, is such a great venue as well. Similar to the Red Rocks where it's just, it, there's something 
when you look up, you feel so connected to the audience. Red Rocks, everyone's like sitting on top of you. Um, so that one was great. And then, um, again, like Nick said, you know, we haven't been to parts of the world that we've never even toured together. So Australia would be, would be fun to go to. I would like to play a show uh, in Cuba. It's because it's where we really kind of decided to do this again together. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would, would really love that. Um, I mean, everywhere that just mentioned would be great. Um, you know, some sort of East Coast, Northeast homecoming type gig is always amazing. Yeah. Um, we've played MSG and Radio City and, you know, the venues in New Jersey that we grew up going to, but like Yankee I Stadium think. or something like that would be cool. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where we end up. Is there a song that you're most excited to perform live? Yes. Uh, from the new album? Yeah. From the album. Uh, the well, song tour from the that album. I'm most excited to play live uh, is probably Montana Sky. I mean, it just feels really good live. It, it'll fit well with the rest of our songs too. You know, like we always think about set lists and everything else. And I think the intention would be to, to play this kind of front to back because it's meant to be listened to, you know, start to finish. And so actually playing it that way, but also if we mix it up and throw other songs of ours in, like I'm already thinking about how they could blend together and kind of mash up. And so, I don't know, that's my answer. Vacation Eyes, I think in rehearsals yesterday, playing it is just, it's a vibe the whole time. It just puts you in such an amazing place. Have you heard that one yet? No, I haven't. Oh. So it's it's like um we should play it for him. Yeah, we can play it. But it's it's got a lot of like kind of soulful elements, Doobie Brothers and uh it just feels really, really good. Yeah. I'll go with the song Walls. Um it's a closing track on the album and it feels like a song you're supposed to see live. You know, it's it's influenced by a lot of great brick rock artists and so that's our nod to them and to the idea that we could to just finish a show. I mean, there's nowhere to go after that song, so I'm looking forward to it. Listening to that song for the first time and the numerous times I've listened since, it feels like it's the most vulnerable you guys have ever been in your yeah. music. I think um, it's... it's, it's <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a lot left for me to listen to, but for hearing that, yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> definitely. It's definitely out there. Definitely like, um, take it all. You know, yeah. That's yeah. kind of the attitude. The yeah. walls will cry. Yeah. You guys have experimented with so many different genres. Where would you place the album? Yes, we've definitely had our, our venture when it comes to genres. I think a lot of our favorite artists did the same thing. You know, I think that's part of the journey of finding who you are as an artist. We're also very young when we were making these albums. So we're discovering who we are as people and we're also figuring that out as long as our music. I think this is the best representation of who we are now. Um, we're meeting each other at the same place personally than than we've ever been fathers were were able to come back together and do this and have a great time and we pinch ourselves because we know how many artists out there are being released daily and um this is something that we would share with someone who has never heard of the jonas brothers in their life and this would be our representation of just listen to this one yeah. this this is where we're at so would you say the same yeah i'd also say it's like americana funk straight down the middle pop like it, it's got it's got i think who we are at its dna mm -hmm. well said um I, I mean i i don't know if we can sort of put it in one genre um i'm sure it'll be listed 
as pop, and it certainly is, but there's a rock influence and uh, a soulful component to it. Even um, R&B at times. And... Yeah, but it's it's the truest to, when when we get on stage, we play with our band, what we sound like. Yeah. You know, I think a lot, a lot of people that don't know our catalog and our music uh, had preconceived notions about what it sounded like or what it was. They get to a show and they see that it's it's a band, yeah. and they're shocked. They expected something different, um, and so we were really intentional. We want to set out to make a record that sounds like what you're going to watch on stage, what you're going to be listening to, and that's what we did. I definitely think, from what I've heard, that comes through. Who would be your dream artist to cover any of the songs on the album? Wow, I think probably iconic yeah. artists we grew up yeah. listening to. We'd love to hear their voices on these albums, like. Um, Carol King, um, uh, Barry Gibb. I mean, the, the list goes on. I think maybe Babs, Barbara Streisand, mm -hmm. Dolly Parton. Barbara Streisand and uh, Barry Gibb were a major influence for the track that we mentioned um, to you, Vacationize Musically. One of the things we first played was their song, their collaboration, uh, Guilty, which is one of my favorite songs ever. Um, and if Barbara Streisand wanted to jump on a track with us, we'd be thrilled. Yes. You've won awards, you've collaborated with the greats, you've toured the world. What is next? What are the Jonas Brothers dreaming of accomplishing? Releasing the book. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Yeah. Releasing the book. Taking the journey, but we got there. Uh, probably going on this tour. You know, it's, it feels like it's been a long time since we've actually hit the road. Like. We're playing shows here and there. Vegas has been so fun for us. But you can't help but think like, okay, I want to go somewhere else. I want to see the rest of the, the world and um, hopefully that will, will happen. Well, it will happen this year. I will say Vegas was really, I think, important for me. I'm not going to speak for you guys, but the ability to change the set every night. And I think as something, we've always dreamed of doing that. It's been helpful for these shows. Yeah, because... it definitely has been helpful. But it was also like just... A testament to our catalog, like how much of it we can pull from. And I think that's been really, really cool. It makes it harder every day, but it also gives it new energy every night because it is different. And I think that'll probably continue at some point, like for the most part of these shows. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, touring is going to be incredible. I've also loved uh, this Broadway residency. Yeah. Um, maybe we do more of that down the road. Uh, I think that'd be super fun. Come um, back anytime. Yeah. <laughs> a little easier then, to get to than Vegas. Yeah, yeah I like going home. Yeah, we went there too. <laughs> I think we're all uh, excited for, you know, what the rest of this year looks like, but also, you know, what the what the coming years look like. And, and um, we feel like we're just getting started in a lot of ways. And I think post world shutting down um we're more you know inspired and excited to get out there and be in front of our fans again than we've ever been um and we're eager to to announce dates and and kind of start the ball rolling which will be happening soon i can't wait all right my last question for you guys so as you know i just got engaged i am dying to know what the best piece of relationship advice you have is oh man uh, wow. Every two weeks, go on a date. Every two months, 
go away for a night. Every two years, go away for a week. Did you, you make that it. up? Or is this... That's like legit advice I got. And it's... Do you do it? Uh, the week thing has been <laughs> tough with the kids that long, but um, we try to. At least for sure the first two. Nice. I love that. Should do that. Um, yeah, like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> got him again. Best piece of dating advice... Or relationship advice, I guess. Um, it's it's going to sound a certain way, but this is what I, I remember. It's the two of you, and you know, it's like you've got your friends, your family, and the peripheral of the the world around you, and everything else, and even like your phone. Remember, it's the two of you, and just uh, find time for each other because mm -hmm. it's it's like it's. Incredibly tough to make that time and make it feel intentional with how distracted we all are all the time by work and our responsibilities and other things and people, just like family, friends, whatever. And while they're all important in your life, that is the person you decide is the most important. Yeah. Just take that time. That. Every two, two weeks. Every two, two months. Two years. years. Two years. <laughs> 20 years. Um, these are great. I'm going to use both of these. I would say... Um, from I can only speak to my own experience, but I think it's it's just like reminding yourself to be as present as possible with your your partner, and that goes with like everyone. I mean, I think I heard somebody speak on this recently about how um, Jay Shetty, who I love, shout out Jay, who talks about how he's like sometimes he can't give his full energy to somebody, so sometimes he'd be like, look, I can't focus on this right now. But tomorrow, I'm going to be fully aware and present. I'm just maybe I'm tired or I'm overthinking things. And so I think, it's, especially with your partner, it's nice to be able to be as present as possible and listen as much as you can. And and remember, phones are things, too. You should be on your phone more. <laughs> Take a little time for your phone today. <laughs> it's just what my screen time needs. <laughs> more. <laughs> That might be one of the funniest things you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Take one. What's your Great advice? What's your, what, what would you yeah. say? You've, I mean, I'm sure you've heard a lot. Of, I have heard a ton. What's one that really jumped out to you? A relationship is not 50-50. Because if you're only giving half and you're only expecting half, you're not going to get anywhere. You both have to aim for 100-100 because sometimes you're only going to be able to give 80, but then on those days, your partner can give 120 and vice versa. So it's great. 100, 100. Drop the mic. Drop the iPad. <laughs> that is really great. Love that. Cool. Well done. Thank you, guys. Great job. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL.
Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!